praise him. Let's encourage our band, shall we? And young, young Freya back there, she's getting trained up in multimedia. Let's see, done a fantastic job. Let's really encourage her this morning. Yeah, come on. Praise the Lord. We managed to get the heating turned off. Is it not so bad here today? Still warm, but next week should be better. But I want to speak to you this morning briefly about a topic that I've spoke on hundreds of times. Hundreds and hundreds of times over the years. And a topic that I will continue to speak on as long as the Lord leads. And that is faith. Everybody say faith. You see, it's one thing to have faith. All of us have faith. All of us have got a measure of faith. It's one thing to have faith, but it's a completely different thing in order to to use faith, to to release our faith. Some of us have been saved for years and years and years and years and years, and we still don't know. We still don't know how to use our faith. We still don't know how to release our faith. But the thing is, if we don't learn how to release our faith, if we don't learn how to use our faith, how are we ever going to see the things that we're praying for come to pass? Faith. See, the type of life that we live is determined by the words that we speak out of our mouth. Isn't that right? See, God wants us to live a a faith-filled life. He wants us to be able to release our faith. He wants us to to be able to know the word of God so that when we go through trials, when we go through difficulties, that we can speak out the word of God over our lives and over our families and over our our circumstances. See See your tongue. Well, you can't really see it right now. But if you look in the mirror, your tongue, your tongue sets the course of your life. Turn to the person beside you and say, your tongue sets the course of your life. So we need to speak, or we need to train ourselves to speak the right words. We've got to train and equip ourselves to speak the right words. Don't speak what goes against what you believe. You've got to use the word. See, everybody in this room this morning has got problems. I know. Everybody does. Everybody in the world has got some kind of problem or another. The devil makes sure of that. Doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank. Doesn't matter your big fancy house or the cars you drive. Or how awesome your kids are or your fantastic job. You've got troubles. You've got problems. Might not be my problems, but you've got problems. There's nothing surprising about that. But it's sad to say, church, that instead of speaking to our problems, instead of casting our problems down to the pits where they belong and stand in victory that we have in Jesus Christ, many people promote their problems. Many people give their their problems this huge, great, big platform and they allow their problems to control and dictate their lives. We meet people who say things like, oh, so ill. I'm so sick. You think you've got problems? I am so much sicker than you. In fact, 
Why do, should we not just go out and grab some coffee and some lunch so we can just compare our sicknesses just so you'll know that I've got so much more problems than you do? Who's met people like that? I've met people like that. Let's go and see who's worse off. Do you think you have problems? Huh? And what they do is they compare their sickness and they compare their problems and they compare their circumstances and situations to the sicknesses and problems and circumstances of other people. Satan has damaged so many of God's people today that it's frightening. Just look around at some of God's people. They're wrecked. Wrecked. Jesus never said that we were supposed to to carry the damage and marks of the devil. We're not supposed to carry them. In fact, he says we're supposed to to bear the marks of a Christian. Now, you might be facing huge difficulties in your life right now. You might be facing mountains that you think there's no way you can get over. You may be facing valleys and you think there's no way I can climb out of this. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. But listen, moping around with your head down and going on about how bad things are is not going to change the outcome. Getting yourself all worked up and all wound up and all panicky and stressy and upset is not going to change one single thing. It is time to stop crying about our problems and start to do something about it in Jesus' name. I don't want to stand up here and sound like a heartless pig, if I could say that from the pulpit. Because I'm not. I'm really, I'm really not. But if I were to stand up here every week and just tickle your ears, if I were to stand up here and just tell you what your flesh wants, to, wants you to hear, that you're so amazing and you're so awesome and you're getting everything right and you're not getting anything wrong, that's not going to do you anything. My job is to equip you and train you to be the best that you can be. And listen, crying over your problem isn't going to solve it. Talking about your problem continually isn't going to solve one thing. There is no reason whatsoever why any of us need to stay bound by the problems that we might be facing right now. Who believes in the word? Well, don't you know that the word of God is powerful enough to destroy your problems? I'm not saying that you're not going to have problems. You are. I guarantee you're going to have difficulties. Things are going to rise up and you're going to struggle. But the word of God is powerful enough to help you get through those issues. It is powerful enough to miraculously change your circumstances. Do you believe that this morning? You've got to help me out because I'm Irish. to keep saying it. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't be so quiet. We've got to believe it. We've got to believe the word of God. And do you see, once we believe it, then we'll be able to stand on top of that problem. Which, may I add, was designed to keep you down and out. It was designed to keep you bonded. But once you speak the word of God over that thing, over that problem you are facing, and you begin to proclaim your freedom in Jesus' name, then you can destroy what the devil is using to hold you down. And you, and you can proclaim, hey, I'm free in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say amen. So, whenever tough times come your way, and they will, I'm not prophesying or anything, but you know, in reality, that's the, that's the reality of it. You'll have tough times. 
So when those tough times come along, you've got two options. Just two. You can either bow down to that thing and moan and complain and whine about how difficult it is and how hard you have life. Or you can say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord because now I've got an opportunity to share my faith. Now I've got an opportunity to use my faith and trample on the devil's head. Let me tell you something this morning, church. Jesus said he was coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. That's what he says. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. It is time to face our problems. It is time to, 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 to speak to that drink problem instead of partaking in it. It's time to speak to that gossiping problem instead of partaking in it. It's time to speak to that drug problem instead of partaking in it. It's time to speak to that sickness that has been holding us back for years. It's time to to spend time with God and allow the glory to come out of your innermost being. Because when we do that, the glory will consume that thing that's holding us back. So what should we do? What should we do with the problem? What should we do with the obstacle that Satan puts in the way of our miracle? We need to stand on it. We need to stand on it and use it to proclaim the gospel. Show me your hand if you have problems this morning. Don't hold nothing back. Show me your hands if you've got problems. This is a time of confession. We're a family here today. If I could put both hands up, it would be, you wouldn't hear me. Everybody's got problems. And because you have, praise God, you have now got an opportunity to preach the gospel. Your problem is your opportunity. Now you might not have a platform like I have uh, here today to proclaim the gospel. Thank God for it. You might not even have the words or, or the confidence to preach the gospel with words. But you're preaching to your family. You're preaching to your mates at work. You're preaching to the doctors. You're preaching using your actions every single day. You're preaching on how you live your life. You're preaching on how you deal with your problems. Your family's watching. Everybody's watching because you proclaim to be Christian. So everybody's watching to see how you deal with the situations that come along your way. And when you deal with your problems the way God wants you to deal with your problems, guess what? You're preaching the gospel. If you've got a sickness in your body, climb on top of that thing. Stand on top of that thing and scream out with a loud voice. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Scream out, Jesus took my sickness and my illness and by the stripes on his back I am healed. Proclaim the word of God over your life. Turn the tables on the devil. Take that problem that he tried to destroy you with and turn it around to glorify God the Father. Amazing. He's with me so far. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Do you see when Jesus rose from the dead? <laughs> when Jesus rose up from the dead, Satan was scared. He was petrified. He was petrified. When they killed Jesus on the cross, 
this shockwave of celebration echoed through hell. Yeah, we've got him. We've killed, we've killed, we've killed God. Yeah, we win, we win, we win. And then three days later, Jesus rises from the dead. And the devil goes, uh-oh. That's when he panicked. See, Satan doesn't know everything. If Satan had have known that Jesus Christ was going to rise from the dead, he'd never have killed him. Never. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 says, which none of the princes of this world knew. Had they have known it, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. And whenever we start to stand on the word of God, when we start to speak and confess the word of God over our lives, over our families, over our situations, over our workplaces, over our friends, and we start kicking the devil at every single turn, then the devil is going to start to say the same things about us. He's going to start to say the same things about us. If you stand against the devil... And you confess the word of God. He'll start to say the same things about you. He'd have said. If only I had known. That Alistair Pugh was going to get saved and born again by the spirit of God. That I would never have led him into the things that I led him into. Because now he's using that to glorify God. If only I had known what Niall Mitchell If only I had known that Niall Mitchell was going to get saved and born again by the Spirit of God, I would never have hurt him. I would never have led him into the things that I led him into over his life because now he's using those things that I led him into to glorify the Father. If only I had known that Dale Partington was going to get saved and born again by the Spirit of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? I would never have led him into the things that I led him into because now Dale is using those things to glorify the Father. When we start confessing the Word and we start using the Word over our lives, the devil is afraid. He is afraid. If only I had known. If only I had known. That's what he's crying. If only I had known. Did you know you can trip him up? You can trip up the devil? You can. The Bible gives us instructions how we can combat the thoughts that he puts in our head that don't line up with the word of God. He tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If we don't bring every thought that we have into captivity, then the devil is going to get a foothold in your life. Don't care how you are. Don't care how spiritual you are. If we don't do that, then we're in trouble. So when the enemy throws this negative thought into your mind, who knows what that's like? Somebody annoys you. Kill him. Going to kill him. And the devil throws a, a, a negative thought. You're useless. You'll never amount to anything. You're a nobody. How could you ever serve? When he throws that negative thought into our minds... We need to think a faith thought to counteract the negative thought. Otherwise, the devil will get a foothold. And then when we have that faith thought, thinking about it's not enough, we've got to then speak it out of our mouths. We need to confess that word out of our mouths to counteract that negative thought that the enemy put into our mind. We need to remind the devil who we are, where we are going, and where he is going, and that he has no authority. We've got to remind him of that. Get up in the morning. Get up in the morning. Go to the mirror. 
armed with the word of God, stand, look yourself square in the face and start speaking scripture over your life. Start confessing the word over your life. Start confessing things like 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Look at yourself in the face and say, I am a child of God and I'm going to have a great day in Jesus' name. Don't just roll out of bed and think, oh, here we go. Another day at the office. Can't get the kids dressed. Can't get the school run done. Stand and talk to yourself. Confess the word of God over yourself. I can just hear in the spirit now. Well, pastor, (laughs) it's good for you, but you don't got my problems. Don't I? You think I got the perfect life? My wife got the perfect life? Kidding me? I got problems just like you guys. I'm just like you guys. I'm nothing special. The enemy attacks me just like he attacks you. I have stresses and worries like you have stresses and worries. But no, I don't know your exact problems. But don't promote them. Do you hear me? Don't promote them. Doesn't matter how big your problems might seem to you, don't promote them. Don't make your problems out to be stones that you can't move. Don't you know who you are? Don't, don't, don't make them out to be things you can't move. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And those problems that you're going through have got to move at the name of Jesus. They've got to move. I'm a pastor. I'm really struggling. Please. Pastor, I, I just can't stop smoking. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can't stop drinking. Yes, you can. I can't stop committing fornication. Yes, you can. I can't stop looking at pornography. Yes, you can. I can't stop gossiping. Yes, you can. I can't stop telling lies, pastor. Yes, you can. I can't stop worrying and stressing and panicking about everything. I just can't stop. Yes, you can. Hi. How do you stop, Pastor? Stand on top of the obstacle and start declaring your victory in faith. And when the devil tries to get you to to, to question God's word, just remind him who he is. Remind him that he's already been defeated and the only power that he has over your life is the power that you choose to give him. That's it. He's nothing more. Nothing more. Stop lying to yourself. Stop it. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop it. Stop it. That was terrible. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop it. Now in your best Belfast accent, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do you see when you say, I can't? When you say the words, I can't, you are promoting your problem rather than standing on it. Maybe the truth is, you don't really want to stop smoking. Ouch. Oh, now you're preaching, pastor. Maybe the truth is, you don't really want to stop drinking. But you can. You can. Maybe you don't want to stop looking at pornography. You can though. Maybe you don't want to stop gossiping. Because it's good. 
You can, though. See, it's all a decision. Everything we do is choice. Choice. You choose what you are going to do. Nobody else does it for you. The devil can't make you do it. The devil can't force you to do it. Everything we do is a choice that we make ourselves. It's a decision. Now, you might find that hard to hear this morning, but it's the truth. And if you'll take your mind and take your mind off all of that trash and all of that rubbish and nonsense and you fill your mind with the spirit of the living God, you will defeat it. I kid you not, you will. You'll be victorious over that thing that's holding you back. I've had people in my office, oh, oh, I'm really struggling, Pastor, to stop doing this and stop doing that. I'm really, it's really hard. Well, when was the last time you read the Bible? Well, I haven't. That's why it's hard. You've got to fill your mind with the things of God. You get your strength from the things of God. If, you, if you're a Christian and you're trying to stop doing something and you're not spending time in God's word, you're saying, God, I can do it by myself. And you can't. We can't. We need strength from the Father. And once you defeat that thing, once you speak out the word of God over your situation and you defeat that and you become conquerors over that thing that's holding you back, you'll not be able to, you'll be able to stand on that thing. You'll want to stand on that thing and proclaim, look what the Lord has done in me. You'll have this excitement to tell people about Jesus because you see how Jesus has changed your life. Do you know one of the factors One of the factors that stops the miraculous happening in your life is doubt. Everybody say doubt. See, doubt tells us that God's not going to heal us. So why even pray? Doubt tells us that God's not going to save that loved one or that family member because we've been praying for 20, 30 years, so why even bother? Doubt tells us that God won't prosper us. Doubt tells us that God won't use us in the miraculous. Doubt will tell us that we're not holy enough to be saved. We're not holy enough to be used. See, there's two two kinds of truth in this world. There's only two exist. Sense truth and revelation truth. Sense truth tells you that you're sick. Sense truth tells you that, you know, you're you're struggling and you haven't got money to meet the bills and start to worry about those things and, and... Excuse me, in the panic. It's that part of the flesh that tells you that you're not good enough. Don't even try going for that interview, you'll never get it. Because they've got another hundred applicants, what's the point of even trying? It tells us to doubt the supernatural. But revelation truth, on the other hand, well, it tells us that by his stripes we're healed. It tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, which one are you going to believe? Which one are you going to stand on this morning? Because you've got to speak it. You've got to believe it. Did you know that you speak out of your mouth what you believe in your heart? Did you know that? Who's ever had a fight with a wife? Come on, man. You're telling lies. In the house of God, too. In the house of God, shocking. The wife's going... Get that hand up now for a break it off. <laughs> now, 
It's just by way of example, because what we believe is, is what we'll speak out. Ever been in a fight with your wife and you said some stuff and then afterwards went, oh, I didn't mean to say that, darling? Well, you're in trouble now because you did. <laughs> hmm. You did, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's the reality of it. That's why you've got to be careful what you say, because you cannot take it back. And the people you say it to can't unhear it, and it's always there. Truth. We speak out of our mouths what we believe. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. See, we believe in our heart that the word of God is true. But what we believe is established by the words that we speak. If you keep saying, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, and life's so bad, and I've got no friends, and nobody likes me, and nobody ever calls me, and I I just don't have to do anything, and it's just so bad, oh, poor little me. Everyone's against me, then guess what? You'll be all those things. You will be all those things. Because you establish what happens in your life by the words that you speak out of your mouth. Hmm. When you take the word of God, for example, the word, the word of God was around long before the written word of God. It says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the yeah? So it was around before the written word. In fact, the written word of God was only written so the actual word of God could be spoken. Don't say anything when you're in unbelief. Don't say anything when you're in doubt. Don't say anything when you're in offense. Why? Because you've got to protect your heart. Who knows that when we go through a difficult time, our flesh, wants to, the, our flesh is crying out for us to, to speak that offense and to manifest it. Who, who's ever been offended? And sometimes your flesh wants to speak that offense and the manifestation, right? Doesn't it? It wants to get back. It wants to say something. So instead of speaking hate, speak and meditate on the word of God before you open this. Get, get convinced by the word of God. I tell you, church, V and I have had plenty of opportunity over the years, in fact, over this past week, to, to, to get offended. And sometimes we've spoke that offense into manifestation. And there's been times we've got ourselves in a mess. But the Holy Spirit showed us that as a result of speaking offense into manifestation, all we are harvesting is strife and offense. So now when offense rises its ugly head, we just reject it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We meditate on the word until our heart is right. Because the truth is, we will receive the manifestation of the things that we speak out of our mouths. The truth is, we will receive the manifestation of the prayers that we, that, that we pray if we believe in the power of prayer and speak it out of our mouths. See, when that word is settled in our hearts, whatever it's concerning, as long as it's in line with the word of God, you will have a physical manifestation of the words that you speak. Because victory is at the end of your tongue. If you, need, if you need healing in your body, then read the word of God concerning healing. If you need patience in your life, then read the word of God concerning patience. If you need peace, then read the word of God concerning peace. If you struggle with anger, read the word of God that deals with anger. 
But get the word of God into your heart, into your life. Meditate on it day and night. See, it's all about the word. It's all about your life should be all about the word. Whatever you speak into your life will be. Because if you say so, it'll be so. Be very careful what you speak over your life. Be very careful what you speak over the lives of your family, over the lives of your children, over the lives of your, of your, of your, of your work friends and colleagues. It's time to believe the word, to stand on the word, to confess the word, and to release our faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you've got a sickness in your body this morning, I want to pray for you. Just as the band's leading preached on faith we're going to release faith in Jesus name if you've got a sickness whatever it may be maybe you're fine but maybe a loved one's not fine you can come and stand in proxy for them we'll pray for them in Jesus wonderful name if you need prayer in fact for any reason whatever it may be you want God the Holy Ghost to touch your life this morning then just make your way to the front and we will pray with you for you in Jesus name go ahead Bambi